From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 39. Um, this is the penultimate episode for this yeah, season. We're I'm almost sad. getting to the oh end. I know, it's kind of strange. Um, please remember that if you're watching us on YouTube, please remember to subscribe to our channel mm-hmm. and to share with your friends and like the video and all of that. And please leave us a nice rating wherever you watch it. If it's on YouTube, please thumbs us up. If it's on iTunes, please give us a star rating. SoundCloud, I actually mm. don't know what you can do over there. <laughs> Apple uh, Podcast, whatever, please. Yeah. We really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. It helps people to discover us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Eddie said, please share with your lovely, lovely friends. Yes. Okay, shall and, we? Yeah, oh. let's do that. I was just going to say, we've been getting some good feedback as well from yes. new subscribers. Yes. So we are really appreciate So you guys that. are doing the work, the Lord's work out there we thank you very much because every day somebody finds us somebody new finds us and so we appreciate it we appreciate you immensely for listening uh from all over the world as well we get listeners from places i would never expect it's so wonderful thank you so much guys okay all right and hopping straight into the news okay so the ghana psychiatric healthcare system is in the news again and um, recently, there was an article and an accompanying video on Ghana Web regarding the conditions at um, mostly the uh, asylum down uh, mental institution. Now, to my knowledge, I think we only have like two main uh, mental hospitals. That would be the mm-hmm. one at Asylum Down and then Pantang, yeah. um, you know, psychiatric hospital. Now, as you may or may not know, uh, the mental health uh, is such an underserved. Um, underfunded, under-prioritized sector in Ghana. Um, we tend to sort of disregard um, mental health issues, um, even even though they're just as, I guess, crippling and uh, disabling as physical health issues are. But we tend to, I guess, attribute things to more spirituality mm-hmm. than to needing mood stabilizers or talking to a psychologist or psychiatrist. Right. Anyway. So both hospitals are in completely deplorable condition. This this particular um, <clears throat> journalist focused mainly on the asylum down one. Um, you know, structurally, it's in it's in it's in shambles. There's you know, chunks of the building falling off in some places, so oh. on and so forth. It's overcrowded. They have water issues. They don't have enough beds. Some of the inpatients are sleeping on the floor on mats. Um, you know, feeding is obviously a problem since it's overcrowded and underfunded and understaffed as well. And, um, you know, and uh, part of this has resulted in a whole other industry, which I'm not even going to talk about today, of um, people taking their uh, relatives and loved ones with mental health issues to prayer camps. Right. And a lot of, a few people have covered the conditions at these prayer camps as well. And they're really no better. You know, these people get chained to the floor and left there and they come and sprinkle holy water on their face and go and they're not getting any better they're not getting rehabilitated nothing and it becomes a situation where it's literally torturous and you know abuse so Mm -hmm. anyway um so but what 
stood out to me in this particular or the angle of this particular um, report wasn't so much that the conditions there are terrible, which we're aware of and so on and so forth. It's that part of the reason that overcrowding is such an issue is because there's a whole cadre, if I should call it that. I try always try using words. I'm like, I'm not sure how that's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say a whole subsection of the inmate population who are only there because they've been abandoned by their relatives. Mm-hmm. They're actually no longer in need of care, but they, 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 they no longer can get in touch with their relatives. Their relatives took them there and left them, mm-hmm. and they literally have nowhere to go. And also, I suspect that as if you've been taken to a mental institution for inpatient care, you're not allowed to check yourself out. I don't believe mm, you no, can I, I don't, do that. I don't think so. Really so the therefore, doctor. uh-huh, the doctor, but then you can't sign yourself no, out either. No, 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 either. you have to be somebody. Somebody will yeah. have to, you have to be signed into someone's care. And c- these people are unable to find their relatives or they don't know where their relatives are. So it's terrible. They, yeah, so they profiled two people. Um, <clears throat> one of them was called Lolonyo, and he'd been there since 1983. He's in his 60s now, and he's basically a shell of a person. Like, he's, he, you know, and he's cute. He's fine. He's functional. Mm. And he does not need to be there to the point where he's even, even assisting the staff with other patients oh, and stuff that. like that. And he said he has no idea where his family is. He doesn't even remember who his family is. Mm-hmm. He has nowhere to go, nothing to do, no skill sets anymore, nothing. And he's like, he's resigned himself to the fact that he's going to die there. And there's another gentleman who had been there since, um, who had been there for 18 years. He said that he had some issues as a result of head trauma. He got into a bad accident and I think he had some brain injury. And so he was thrashing about having fits. And apparently Mm -hmm. in one of these fits, he pushed his father and killed him. And he said he has no recollection of this. He woke up in the place. They told him what he'd done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> they gave him medication because I think he had brain swelling and a fever. And that that resolved itself in three months. And this man has been there for 18 years because oh he said God. his wife divorced him. His kids, he and their kids abandoned him. The relatives were like, oh, you're a murderer. And so they left him there. And he is very aware that he does not mm, need to be there. Mm. But he's like, if I leave now, I'll end up on the street. Because that's where, you know, those that are not in prayer camps and those that are not in the mental institution are literally on and the, the streets. Street. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And so just in sum, it's a really, really acute and terrible problem. As we say, the measure of a society is how we treat our most vulnerable. And, you know, these people are our most vulnerable. And I feel like, you know, considering that a lot of them are taking up space that people with active issues could be using. Mm. We need to, I don't know, as you say, government, but who else is it going to be? Mm-hmm. Government, maybe have a halfway, because somebody, the head of the hospital did mention something like a halfway home situation. So they moved out of the oh, hospital yeah. into a, into another home, but they're like, it's like supervised care. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can find small jobs to, to do, do yeah. and things like that. So they can gradually get back in society. But some for someone like Lolonio, who's in his 60s, it's too late too but late, there are yeah. other people who you know they, they're just recently cured they haven't sort of become you know in the system you know just entrenched in the system like that and we, there's something that can be done so i hope that somebody is paying attention, attention i don't yeah. have too much faith but it it's necessary and i hope somebody take pays attention and does something and yeah that's my oh, that's in the just news, a, so. such a terrible story yeah yeah but thanks for highlighting mm. it. not very necessary okay 
So my in the news is a bit more positive oh, and yeah, uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we all know Mr. Easy. He's yes. A, yes. And this time he's, it's not about his music, but about what he's doing. Now he's planning on uh, getting into coconut farming. Oh. And he re- uh, recently attended a UN conference in Rome and highlighted something that we definitely all need to or we've all have been talking about that agriculture is a very important mm-hmm. part of, the, of, 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 of solving the problems that we have here now um what inspired him to get into coconut farming is, is the benefit he saw after he had met with a woman um, she wasn't doing so well, but then once she started coconut farming, she was able to send her kids to school and her life just generally got so much better. And for him, he said that was his wake up call. Mm. And so he's now become an advocate for agriculture and is hoping that more young people get into um, agriculture. Now, Africa happens to be the world's, to have the world's youngest population with 400 million people between the ages of 15 and 35. So that's, that's quite high. Now the project is in Inzima East, I believe, and is is uh, looks to train people in coconut farming and oil production, and then later expand to other things. And I particularly like this from Mr. Easy. A lot of people look up uh, look up to him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people probably want to be like him. So in the first instance, he's done this empower thing. Yes, he, which yeah, is wonderful. Exactly, which is an incubator program where he sort of um, supports new artists. Mm-hmm. So somebody who looks up to Mr. Easy might say, okay, I'm not good in music, so I can't get into this empower thing, but I'm young and he's doing this coconut farming. So it's inspiring for yes. me. Let me get into that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a brilliant thing. You know, a lot of these people are role models to other young people. So if if he talks to them and tells them that this is what will make your life better or make Ghana better, they, they might pay they, attention, yeah, they pay attention right. and do it. So that's my really, really short in the news. Wonderful, Mr. Easy doing a Shout wonderful, outs to you, Yes, Easy. doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I just think it's brilliant. In many, many areas. Yes, like, yes. honestly. That he's, is, he's one of wonderful. those who's yeah, doing, doing so much more than I stand, just I stand, to be yeah, honest. So yep. big ups to you. Pretty, pretty good, good news that mm-hmm. I saw. And I said, yeah, I had to share. Okay, so that's wonderful. It. <laughs> okay, so. Right. And we're moving into music. Yes. Songs of the week. Um, I have three songs. Uh, the first one is called Bad and it's by Kiss Daniel and features Wretch32. Now, um, Kiss Daniel is actually a very, very popular Nigerian artist. Um, his name is Oluwa Tobiloba, Oluwa Tobiloba Daniel Anidube. And uh, the reason his nickname is Kiss Daniel is he said that, well, he has a dimple. And he said when he was in high school, they used to call dimple Kiss, a kiss. And there was a Kisses Daniel because he had two dimples. <laughs> and he's Kiss Daniel because wow, he only has one. So right. yeah, Kiss Daniel. <laughs> to differentiate him from the other Daniel. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. He was uh, born and raised in Abeokuta, Nigeria. He graduated from the Federal University of Agriculture in Abeokuta. And he did a degree in water source, water resource management and water engineering. So a smart, a smarty pants, this one. <laughs> And it was during his time at university that he started making music actively because he always had a musical inclination. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said, to be honest, Kiss Daniel is one of my favorite artists, like by far. I don't think I've ever heard a song of his that I haven't liked. And he's had quite a few hits. Um, Woju, Laye, Mama, Yeba. And now his, his new album is out. He also has a song called Sofa. And the girl he's talking to in the song is called Fiona. So, you know, I extra, extra um, enjoyment from that. 
and he has had two albums to date and the second one is called no bad songs and true true there are no bad songs on it and that came out in 2018 and this song bad is on there and it features wretch 32 now wretch 32 is a British singer and rapper and he's um, also well respected and well established in the UK and he's been at it for a while as well and so yeah that's about it uh, check him out listen to the whole album you really like it um, yeah Kiss Daniel featuring Watch 32 bad the song is super vibely love it okay now the second song is by an artist called Jack Garrett and it's called breathe life now jack is a 28 year old singer songwriter he's from the uk and he's been he's been doing music since he was very very young he's, i guess he's a natural talent because he can play the piano he plays drums he plays the trombone plays the mandolin he plays the ukulele he and that's that's not even all the instruments he can play so he went to the University of Roehampton and said he was actually training to be a teacher, but then he kind of dropped out because he realized that the music was truly his passion and the only thing he wanted to do. So he started working on his music full time as well. And um, his debut album called Phase came out in 2016 um, to critical and I believe some commercial success as well. It's really, really good. It's the kind of album that somebody that can play 15 instruments <laughs> would make. Mm. And also it has, see, I always say I don't like uh, electro electronic music. I, you know, I always say I don't like techno and house and whatever. But that's not actually true. I think mm -hmm. I like very specific artists. I like Disclosure a lot. I like Subtract. Um, who else? Kate Tranada, who I featured on here before. There's some South African house artists I really like. So when I say I don't like electronic music, it's a lie. <laughs> his album also has a really wonderful combination of genres. So there's soul, there's rock and things like that, piano-driven stuff, but there's also like some electro-based undertones mm. to it. And I think Breathe Life kind of embodies what the album is like and it's wonderful this song is beautiful uh check it out as well so that's my second song breathe life by jack garrett and the third one is by an artist called mahalia and it's called simmer and it features burner boy because burner boy is on everything because he's having the the, ru the run of his life basically so mahalia berkman is 21 years old she's a singer songwriter and also actress and she's from Leicestershire in the UK. Her dad is British, her mom is Jamaican, and she's been singing again since she was very young. She wrote her first song when she was only eight, and she signed her first label deal when she was 13. So she's had, she's released three EPs and two albums to date. Her second album came out in 2019. It's called Love and Compromise, and it features the song called Simmer. Now, Simmer is a bop. And like 90% of the reason that it's a bop is because it samples the iconic, legendary playground rhythm. Now you think you don't know what the playground rhythm is, but you, probably you do. <laughs> because Beanie Man's um, Who Am I, that's playground rhythm. Uh, Sean Paul Infiltrate, that's also playground rhythm. Um, Mr. Vegas has a song on the playground rhythm as well. You know it, it's, it's, it's iconic, so yeah and here too it just made the song just a wonderful lovely summer bop and yeah so those are my three songs this week 
Bad by Kiss Daniel featuring Rex32, Breathe Life by Jack Garrett, and Simmer by Mahalia featuring Bernard Boy, who is Bernard. I didn't have to give you a background there. <laughs> All right. All right, great stuff. I've got two songs for you this week. The first is by a lady called Emily King, and the song is called Look At Me Now. Um, Emily King was born in New York to jazz vocalists Marion Cowing and Kim Kalesti. Her debut album uh, came out in 2007 called Eastside Story and it earned a Grammy nomination for oh. Best Contemporary R&B Album of the hmm. Year. Now her most, uh, Look At Me Now is from her most recent album called Sides and this song was also nominated for Best R&B Song at the 62nd Grammy. Um, oh well, hello yeah. and we don't know her? What? I was surprised because I said I've never heard about it and Man, I just I stumbled you. upon her decided to listen to it and I thought yeah she's got mm. a nice voice she's I think she's half Italian and half African American when I saw her I thought she was Caucasian because she looks very mm. Caucasian but then she's mixed and yeah it's a brilliant song the album is pretty good as well very light not so heavy mm-hmm. so worth checking out definitely okay. the second song that I have for you is a song called Lady by Anthony David um, Anthony David is an R&B singer and uh, probably most famous for his song As Above So Below. I'm not sure if... May, maybe not. <laughs> Uh-oh. So uh, he started writing songs while he was stationed in Iraq during the Gulf War. Oh, wow. Yes. And after he returned from the war, he moved to Atlanta to work on his music. And he was briefly India Ari's artist manager. The, oh, not artist. No, no, no. no. Okay. Artist manager. And he even wrote a song for her debut album. He also has a duet with India Ari called Words. That's the I one. do yeah, know, you him. know him. I do yeah, know him. Yeah, I was like, because I was going to be like, he, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one. And this word, Words happened to be also to be nominated for Best R&B yes, Performance. song. Yes. Um, he has three albums under his belt and I've been a fan of his, of his for, for quite a long time. Um, Lady is a track of his 2006 Red Clay Chronicles, which is pretty good as well. Um, it's a sort of a sensual kind of song and I think yeah, you would love it. So that's my, those are my two, two songs. Look at me now from Emily King and uh, Lady by Anthony David. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on to What the F. And you know, sometimes the What the Fs are amusing and sometimes mm-hmm. they're just truly appalling. And unfortunately today... We have one of the ones that are so appalling that it's hard to believe. Uh-oh. And my what the F today is about baby bleaching. So I was on Instagram not too long ago. Well, listen, I'm on Instagram all the time. <laughs> but this was some time ago. And, you know, Instagram has ads and they scroll. And I don't know what I had done to deserve this. But somehow I was scrolling and I was seeing a lot of um, hits for bleaching creams. Mm. And, you know, as far as I know, bleaching creams are illegal in Ghana. So I was thinking to myself, how are people so boldly advertising these products or whatever it is? So I clicked on one of these people's pages and I'm scrolling down and then I'm seeing like, you know how these days there are euf- euphemisms mm, for it. So it's tone. like toning lotion, mm. glow cream, mm. <laughs> brightening cream. And it's all, it was like, look, these are bleaching creams. And they had some of these creams specifically for children and babies. Yes, and I was, yes. You showed honest, this to me. Is yes, you yes. To me? Yeah, this is the thing. I remember. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't, I had heard about this baby bleaching, but I thought it was some kind of urban legend, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, there's some people that bleach their kids. And I'm like, no way, man. Like, no. 
And there it was. And so, of course, I reported her page yeah, and then told you. everybody else to. I was like, go and report. It's absolute rubbish. So anyway, um, not only is it not an urban legend, um, and not only have people been using creams and lotions on, on young children and babies, now some women are even not allowing the kid to make it out of the womb before they start bleaching mm. their kids. Um, so... In 2018, in the year of our Lord 2018, the Ghana Food and Drugs Administration had to release a warning cautioning women not to take glutathione, I can never say, glutathione pills, which are, glutathione, I think is some type of vitamin C derivative. I'm not sure exactly Mm. what it is, but apparently um, uh, high levels of glutathione can lighten you. And so pregnant women have taken to um, using glutathione pills Hell, so yeah. that their babies will become lighter in the womb. And so the FDA cautioned that using these pills can cause birth defects in the children and also organ damage to their kids. And not only that, um, apparently in South Africa, uh, or I saw this on the South African Times as well, a woman was saying that uh, a lady came in with her baby, a two-month-old baby. The child had boils all over you know, his skin. And she was like, this does not look like an allergies mm, or anything. Mm. So she asked the woman what exactly she'd been using on this child. And she said that, you know, she was mixing steroid cream into the shea butter that she was using on him. And I apparently put so much on him that the poor child's skin was literally burning. Can you imagine? Look, at the end of the day, I mean, with all the information that you have, all the talking people have done, we've talked about bleaching mm. on here before. If you, at your big age, want to be out here looking like roasted plantain, because really that's the end of it, mm. that you, you end up looking like roasted plantain, probably end up with skin cancer. Your skin will thin, you'll get mm. a cut, it mm. won't be able it to heal. heal. Yeah. If you want to do all of that because you think being light skin is, is a wave and it's really not, that's, that's one thing. Nobody, we can't, I don't know, we've tried, we've tried, we've been trying yeah. to talk to you for many years. The obsession with lighter it, skin, I just don't understand. That's bad enough. Leave the damn children Child alone. alone. Yeah. Leave your kids alone. How dare you? Why would you risk your baby's health for some notion that being light skin is going it's to better. get you? Yeah. Look, I'm not trying to com- completely disregard and downplay the effects of colorism and things like that in society and so on and so forth. But like we're in Africa. All of us are black. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like who there are no white people to us. Well, I mean, they're around. Like, I don't want let me not sound ignorant, mm-hmm. but more of us are dark-skinned dark and yeah. beautiful than not, right? So looking like everyone else is not a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know if maybe because I'm considered light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not. there's nothing popping over here. There's no, <laughs> you know, okay, fine. Yes, light-skinned privilege exists. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you can be light-skinned and broke mm-hmm. the same way or whatever it is. It doesn't erase your issues. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make li- I don't know. I don't I don't. Yeah, know. people automatically assume that it makes your life somehow better. That if you're lighter, it automatically means you're closer to the white man. So you're getting the benefits that he gets. So the white man is gone for one like we're in a post-colonial he's not here anymore so proximity to him going to be able to be in his house 
mm. being the cleaner or whatever, or not weeding or being made administration officer or whatever because mm. you're half cool or whatever. Like we don't have that anymore. Mm. There's no need. So who is we're holding each other down now? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Our own people are discriminating against our, knowing that we're all like typically dark skin. Yeah, Doesn't like, the jokes? See, we've talked about this before. The jokes that always float around. You're yeah, so black. Yeah, what do you mean by that? You were all so black. What do you mean by that? What do you really mean by that? Anyway, at the end of the day, I'm not trying again. This is a very, I guess, layered and sensitive, mm, sensitive issue, issue. Yeah. That I'm, I'm, I'm trying to summarize into two seconds. I understand there's nuance here, but at the end of the day, leave your children alone. Yes. You're risking their health. And it's unfair. How can you be putting steroids on a tear? Do you know what steroids do? Child abuse. Even as an adult, you can't. They advise that you don't use steroids on your skin for more than three days because they know what it does. Because they know it has adverse effects, and then it it starts to become a negative, you know, negative returns. It does more harm than good. And you have the utter nerve to to be rubbing it on your baby. So how long are you going to be doing this for forever? So you want your kids to die or be have skin? Listen, just doesn't make sense. Anybody I see, first of all. I will report, 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 report. And I wish people would come and arrest them, to be very honest. Mm. It's child abuse mm. after all. It really is. And you may assume that maybe some of these, or maybe they're not educated, or maybe they don't know better. But you'd be surprised to see the kinds of people who they are doing They do know. Some of them this. have made themselves chemists. You know, chemistry, professors <laughs> of chemistry, mm. just so they can mix all sorts of things and be putting the... It's, 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 it's disgusting. disgusting. It's disgusting. It really stop it. Is. Stop it. And if you want to be stubborn, do it to yourself. Don't don't damage somebody else's health just because you mm. you are warped in the head. Like, let's... let's if try. I see that, I'm reporting the page. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Anyway, so that was my... <sighs> yeah. What the F. Okay. Again, mine, what the, my, what the F is a bit on a lighter note. Good, because so. we need some counterbalances <laughs> right. today. So an Egyptian man is still, still trying to accomplish his goal of becoming a professional soccer player. Now, Ezildin Bahada is now 75 Aww. and is a member of the Egyptian Football Association. Now, as life would have it, you, you start, you have a passion in something, but you feel like it's not really going to take you anywhere. So he focused on him being a civil engineering consultant. Mm-hmm. Later, he became a land cultivation expert. But then in that time, he always had the love for um, football. football. So he's now back to his dream of playing football. And the thing is, if he wants to be recognized as a professional football player, he needs to play two 90-minute matches. <laughs> so he's actually training for that. He's got How a personal trainer. I know. I oh just, my I just goodness. love the story. He's got personal trainer. He trains at home. And he's hoping to accomplish this in March. Now, he, tra- he also trains with his club, which is an Egyptian third division club. Now, the uh, Guinness um, world record for the oldest player is currently held by Isaac Hayek, a 73-year-old Israeli. Hmm. And that may be toppled soon by this Egyptian guy. I th- and I think the story just shows that if you're passionate about something, you might go come back, but then it's still, you're still going to try and perceive what you can. You're never really too old to do yeah. a lot of things. I'm not going to say all oh, because you can't do all things, but you're never too old to do a lot of things. If you've got passions that you haven't um, gotten into, mm-hmm. it's, it's never too late. You can no. do it as a hobby. You can just do it in your spare time. And yeah, this is a good example. I just really That's found this beautiful. story heartwarming. You know, because you know, people, you. like you said, people have this impression that once you hit 45, it's over. It's over for that you. That you can't 
start anything new, you can't mm, learn anything mm, new, you can't do anything, anything new. Any dreams you had, that's just that's and that's absolutely not true. And I love when I see yeah. elderly people, the older people, just living their best mm. lives. There's this lady on Instagram. Her name is Baddie Winkle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's like ninety something yes. years old. Baddie <laughs> doing the damn thing, styling and profiling mm. in her fashion nova yes. and stuff. Who are yes. you to yeah. say what? Yeah, I love it. Okay, so that's that that's cute. a brilliant that story. I saw cute. it. I need to share. We tend to share a lot of like negative things mm. up once in a while. It's good to be like, yeah, we have problems, but oh, this is also the There's nice good, good stuff, stuff out there. So yeah, yeah that's wonderful. <laughs> okay, so for my two pesos this week, I'm pulling an Eddie. I decided Ooh. to do something educational. <laughs> um, so my two pesos this week is on analysis paralysis, Ooh. which is very fun to say, I might add. <laughs> so analysis paralysis is pretty much a fancy way of saying overthinking. Um, but the technical definition is an anti-pattern, mm-hmm. the state of overthinking a situation to the point that a decision or action is never taken in effect, paralyzing mm-hmm. the outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, I suffer from analysis paralysis oh, God, because, of course, oh. I do. Um, <clears throat> and somebody gave a really nice or really cute analogy or parable regarding this. And he said there was a story of a fox and a cat and they were in the forest and they were talking to each other and the fox was bragging about how you know he has 15 20 different ways to get away when he hears danger and mm-hmm. the cat is like i only have one mm-hmm. i just jump into the nearest tree right and so they were there they were there and a hunting party enters the forest and of course the cat is like all right oop gonna jump into a tree and then the fox was standing there like okay should i go under this should i should i somersault and ended up getting caught right so that's just a very cute (laughs) way of describing what is actually can be quite a serious situation Mm -hmm. so people with analysis paralysis tend to perceive all decisions to be equal and require a lot of thought. So they get lost in the process of analysis, which then causes constant anxiety Mm. and also indecisiveness, which cripples you from acting. Um, Now, analysis paralysis tends to be tied to perfectionism. People who are just like, I have to get Get it right. right. I have to get it right. So they become, they start to analyze every minute detail, most of which are generally irrelevant Mm. and then end up not being able to proceed with Mm. the task. Okay. Mm. Um, So again, analysis paralysis is tied to the need to guard against failure right right so again it's very serious because it can be can begin to affect your work life it can affect your personal life Mm -hmm. to the point where you might have difficulty composing emails at work or Mm -hmm. you compose the email and you're like okay how do i sign off do i say best regards Mm -hmm. do i say warm regards do i say sincerely did i say sincerely last and then you'll be sitting there for two hours and you haven't sent an email which needed to have been sent long ago yeah Mm -hmm. three hours ago or something (laughs) right or in the situation where it's your personal life they ask you a simple question should we go to let's say rehab rehab beach club shout outs to you if you're in accra it's in um south labadi holla go there awesome okay so let's say your friend says do you want to go to rehab sundays and then you're like wow this is a very serious question you've asked 
<laughs> and then you sit, you're like, let me call you back. Oh, and God. then you debate and debate and debate mm. and debate. Something that really doesn't require that much mm. debating. And you end up either not going, not calling your friends back and all that. Right. So according to a psychologist, Herbert Simon, people tend to make two decisions in two main ways. Satisfice. Whereas they go with the first option if it's it fulfills the need fair enough. They're yeah. like, good enough, mm, that's okay. Yeah. Then you have the maximized people who refuse to go with available solutions because <laughs> they keep looking for better mm. or the best alternative. Right, right. And so, again, maximizers tend to, to succumb to analysis paralysis quite frequently. Wow. Okay. So um, they even had a study where they set up two jam stands. One had six types of jam and the other had 24 types of jam. And they watched people's behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, more people stopped at the stand that had 24 because, of oh. course, people go and they're like, oh, more options. Mm -hmm. Let me go see because everybody likes variety. However, when they looked at the statistics of the sales, mm -hmm. Um, thirty percent of the people who went to the six stand one ended up making purchases, and for the people that went to the twenty four stand jam stand, only three percent ended up buying anything because they stood so there so long, saying from. that, "Oh my gosh, should yeah. I? So should I get chair?" And then they got tired and like, no, you know what? Let's just go buying. home. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it can affect um, so many things that you would not, you know, you can't conceive of immediately. So what to do? <laughs> One, prioritize your decisions, okay? Don't sit there um, making, whether it's what dress to wear for casual Friday at work, <laughs> African print dress, the same, give it the same weight as what's my wedding dress going to mm. look like. It's not that deep, right? <laughs> so what they advise is you ask yourself, will the outcome here affect something down the line, right? right? So your casual Friday work dress, even if you end up choosing one that's not that cute, did you, did you die? As you said, <laughs> like, will you die? You did, die. It, did you die? <laughs> no, it won't do anything. It's just one day. As opposed to your wedding pictures, which will last forever, and you probably refer to them forever mm. if everything goes well. Anyway, um, you know, it's something that it doesn't matter. Some of these things don't matter. You ask yourself, does this matter? Will it affect something if I make the quote unquote wrong choice? Um, and you'll find that there is no wrong choice between choosing between fries and rice. Mm. You will just eat it and carry on, right? Yeah. Um, ask yourself again, how important is this thing? Again, whether I get chicken or fish, you know, when the on the airplane mm. they come, chicken like, or fish, and you're like, whoa, no. okay. Um, no I don't know. I know. Pick just one. <laughs> it, it will still feed you. Your stomach will be full. You carry on with your day, right? Ask yourself also, do you have to make the decision now? You know, um, what's the worst that could happen when you make this decision? Mm. Also, you can break your decision down into smaller steps so it doesn't seem so big. Make micro steps towards this decision-making process that you're on, right? Um, forget about perfection. Mm. Convince yourself that good enough is fine. It won't break anything. Yeah. You know, chicken is fine. Fish is fine. It's all fine. Food, it's all, it's all food. food. Yeah. It's all going to be filling. It's fair enough, right? Um, now, if you set a timeline for your decision making, right? Give ten say yourself, okay, I have to decide by the end of the day. 
And if you can, put a healthy amount of pressure on yourself. Mm. Healthy. Don't allow yourself infinite time mm. to make these decisions. Tell yourself, okay, by the end of the day, whatever the case is, I have to call this person back or within the hour, whatever the case is, I have to send this, this email. Mm. So if, if I'm going to write sincerely, I'll just write sincerely, sincerely and, and send, right? Don't sit there and allow yourself indefinite periods of time um, to make decisions. Now, like I said, I suffer from analysis paralysis. And part of that mm. reason is because one, I'm a perfectionist. And two, I believe in the butterfly effect mm. where I feel like one decision now Least. will have ripple effects. And ch and that's probably all rubbish. Like, mm. I don't think <laughs> me deciding between this and this is yeah. going to come back to haunt me in 20 years. But because I'm some of the things are so trivial. The things exactly. that you focus so much energy on, they're so trivial that it's probably not going to Let me tell anything. you and it, how... So I always keep my... <laughs> it's even embarrassing to say this my hand wash on the right side of the sink. And then I, and then, and then one day I came along, I was like, well, since I'm right handed, my right hand tends to be dirtier. Mm. So, and then I press the th thing down mm. with my right hand. Is that making the hand lotion, the, wow. the soap dirty? So should I move the soap thing to the left and then squeeze into my left and then use it to massage the soap? Into and I stood there for 30 minutes oh my trying to decide this. And then I started getting a headache. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm averse to change in the beginning anyway. So let me just leave it on the right because that's what I'm used to. It's no utter nonsense and it's terrible. And I'm trying to work through it. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe you're out there and you do this and you didn't know there's a name for it. There it is, analysis paralysis, and you can do something about it. So start being, like I said, being aware of the problem is the first, first step, step to yeah. doing something about it. So that's hey, my That thing. is super, super wonderful. I really, really like yeah. that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. And uh, with that, we're on to my two pesos. So my two pesos today is a suggestion from one of our, list, our lovely listeners, Teofi. Theophiline, hey girl. Hi. Now, and since we promise and don't fail, I thought I'd address it. Now, the backstory to this was a Shatawale uh, video going around. He oh. was getting his face routine on and he was talking about how people needed to mind their business and stop gossiping about others and focus on themselves. So I thought I'd just address it and talk about, yeah, mind your business, focus on your journey. First of all, Shatawale <laughs> is the epitome of good message, wrong messenger because he's a... <laughs> scallywag and a rapscallion and <laughs> does the absolute most and i still haven't forgiven him for causing trouble at the vgmas mm. and causing mayhem because i almost got uh, a tear gas in my face <laughs> so i don't want to hear anything shatawali has to say Aww. but please continue <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. right so so see in a world where it's whether where it's increasingly noisy and by noisy i mean information is just so you get so inundated with information um, if you don't focus, you might get distracted by mm. this noise, right? And it's pretty much everywhere you look. When you look on Twitter, you look on Instagram, you look on Facebook. When you're on the TV, it's like every news is a breaking story. <laughs> Our aunts and uncles won't stop forwarding, forwarding us these weird WhatsApp messages. And it goes on and on and on. And often we're tempted to react to or interact with the things that we see. But you, you, you just got to take a step and ask yourself, is it at the expense of my mental health? Mm. Is it worth my time? Or could I be doing something better with this time? Is it my business? Is it my, exactly. Is it, <laughs> is it my business? And it's true. A lot of the noise out there keeps us informed. Yes. 
But a lot of the time, the the noise or the information out there is really trivial, it's right? It's useless, right? Um, and that is not to say that a lot of the time we all need breaks, right? Mm-hmm. So you might go on Twitter, get a little giggle here and there, and that's not a bad thing. But if you're focusing too much of your time there, um, and you could use that time for something else, then you really need to think about what you're doing. And he agreed, some of this is FOMO. You feel like you're actually missing out on mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. so you need to stay in tune with your Twitter feed, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, <laughs> what have you. It's just like everywhere, right? But you should realize that there's something else you need to focus on. Focus on your journey. Mm-hmm. Focus on the things that will add to your life and get you further. Mm-hmm. Now, not everything is meant for your consumption. Some, some of these matters great on your mental health. They might either trigger your depression, might cause anxiety. And a lot of the times we get into Twitter wars with people that we actually don't even know. Hmm. You see something Most on of the there. time is people you don't know. And then you ask yourself, why, why do I care what the stranger Honestly. thinks? He doesn't even know me. Because they'll say something like, you're just this and this and this. And, and then like, it gets to you. You got all this from one sentence. And then you're like, wait, he doesn't know me. So he's just talking out the ass. So why am mm-hmm. I letting this mm-hmm. be so important that I'm exactly. here like in a rage? Exactly. Right. And then you ask yourself, like me, this, like, uh, for what, what did I like, achieve? What did because that. you should know just to interrupt yeah, you yeah, here yeah. Mm. um and then one of my friends we were, uh, was talking to this told me it was we were, i was talking to one of my friends about this and and i said look i'm at the point in time where deep down i understand that there's no changing anyone's mind on the internet mm. the internet has gone to the point where everybody is entrenched in their belief system yes. because whatever you believe chances are that's internet rule number five 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 you'll find somebody else somewhere in the world whose beliefs align with yours Yours, as stupid as they can be you'll find a a group of people that are like yes i agree with you Mm. and so everybody gets entrenched into their into their little sections of the internet where they just kind of bounce each other's stupid ideas back and forth and they start believing things and so you come along and you're trying to have a rational objective discussion thinking that Maybe if I prove my point, yes, Mm -hmm. and identify how the logic here, he'll be like, oh, yeah, actually, I see. It's never going to Mm -hmm, happen. mm -hmm. It's nine times out of ten, depending on who you're talking to. These people are, they don't, they're not here to debate. They're just here to shout. And you thinking that, oh, like, I'm, you know, logical. I know I was learned critical thinking Mm -hmm. skills. I'm going to have an open and frank debate and we can all change our mind. It's not going to happen. And so you, you're almost wasting your time trying to argue back and forth mm, mm. online with some of these people. So Yeah. And there are people who are just there to oppose your views. They don't really care about the substance they're just, of what against they're saying. They're just for against fun or whatever. Just, Troll, just yeah. Oppose. Let me get some cloud and just talk about anything stupid. And I found myself in a situation where I see something on Twitter and I start to actually start mm. typing. I'm like, you know what? This is really not worth it. Let me go mind my business because <laughs> this is not going to bring me anywhere. No. Right? And they're not going to change their mind, no. really. No. So and pe- and these, some of the, of course, the, it's frustrating because, of course, some of the things are really, really bad. Like, you know, people are talking about um, sexual abuse or sexual assault and then somebody will come and be like well stay indoors or yeah. dress dress and you decently like you and you're like you're gonna like it's not the and you you should but you have to understand this guy has been team dressed decently his entire life, life he's yeah. found thousands of similar dummies who are also like yes dress decent and you won't be raped or mm-hmm. whatever and so they're sitting there and so you can't now come with your little 
you know, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Yeah, and give yeah. examples mm-hmm. even. And they're still like, well, he's going to stick to his views. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And of course, we understand that um, change doesn't happen with shut mouths. It's clear. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be careful about the kinds of battles that you pick. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're on Twitter or wherever saying, going to argue about the hem of some celebrity's care was too short, and you're putting so much energy in it, you need to ask <laughs> yourself, is this my focus? Is this where I need to be? Right? right? It does not add uh, positively to your life. And I'm not going to be here and, and act like we don't all do it. We no, all we do. Because sometimes you can't things, resist, yes, man. You we just... jump on things that are actually not, not beneficial to ourselves, you know. It's really not, not that necessary. And I said, there was something else I saw um, recently. A Nigerian artist, I think I showed this to you. There was something, <laughs> there was a guy on, I think, rollerblades or something. He fell suddenly. The, the guy was very dark. And mm-hmm. this singer said... He's too dark to be a Nigerian. Yeah. So I got into the comments and I said something that, are we still making th- these jokes? And then I was going to put it on Twitter and I asked Peaches that, well, I really don't want all this clout and mm-hmm. I'm really not the type. Because I and said, she- okay, you can put it there already. All right. But are you ready for, for the-, the inevitable you know, clap backs or yeah. whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, don't no, think so. I, like, I, I don't like my It's not fear. I, it's no. just that you don't need to give your energy to everything. Absolutely energy not. is precious. Your time Honestly. is precious. Your mental and emotional well-being is precious. Mm. And you don't have to sacrifice it for every idiot and dummy on yeah. the internet. So... And if you know anything about me, I thrive in peace. Like, mm. I like, I just like my peace of mind. I don't like all this extra, drama you know, extra and, drama. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. And Peaches talked about this last week. She, talk, she talked about focusing. And I can only apply that to everything in your life. Some of these things, just let them go. Focus on the things that will make you the person you want to be tomorrow. If some of these things are really not worth it, the gossiping, the backbiting, mm-hmm. how is that going to help you? Is that going to put money in your account? No. So you know what? Focus on what you want to do. And now it's still early in the year, so you still, you've still got enough time to get your ish together, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cut the noise. Focus on how you can make the best of the limited time we have. Remember, we're not here forever, hmm. right? So make use of the time that you have. And yeah, so that's really my two persons. That's great. Yeah, mind that's your great. business, stay focused, and drink water. Theo, I hope this satisfactorily <laughs> I answered I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I really hope so. Just touched on that because you said you wanted us to yeah. touch on it. So I said, by I'm the way, if you if there are things that you want us to talk about, or you want you're curious as to what we think, you can let us know. You yeah, know. we will. And we will address yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so. that's it for episode 39. Right, bye. See bye. you in the season finale. Oh my God. <laughs> season finale next week. All right. I know. All right bye, then. Guys. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.